following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Doubt podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, Hey, we're live. Oh, isn't that nice? Hey, Cliff, for a completely random reason that has nothing, no bearing on what we just talked about, what's five plus two? Seven. Excellent. Well done. Let's start the podcast now. Uh, I realized that as the intro was playing, like, oh, <sighs> monkey buckets. Anyway, so it is the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap. It is April 30th, uh, 2023, which means we are somehow four months done with 2023. The weather is getting warmer, but not fast enough for my taste because it's still flipping cold out today. Every time um, that I think it's going to get warm, I'll, we'll have these beautiful days. Mm-hmm. And then like today, it's let's see, it's super windy outside my house right now because... I think at the t- last time I looked, it was like 62, but it's strop- supposed to drop down into the 40s. And so, yep. yeah, so we're back back into like the 50s during the day next week. Yep, yep. But I think um, I think it's going to be okay because I think, according to AccuWeather anyway, which, by the way, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I only use AccuWeather because AccuWeather was the only weather app to develop a touchpad app back in the WebOS days. Huh. So that's, that's how I... That's how he became. That's how you made me a fan for life, AccuWeather. You made a, you made an one of app like for... three apps that were developed for WebOS on a tablet. Yep. And speaking of which, hey, wow. oh, I I found this the other day. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so according to AccuWeather, next weekend it's going to get nice and it should stay nice for the rest of the year. Now, this is the third time I have said that in 2023, so we'll see if it actually sticks. But uh, but here we are. I wouldn't um, count on it, Adam. I yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely not. So, uh, one other thing, a little, uh, little business that we have to conduct. I want to say happy birthday to a friend of the show, Mike, uh, also known as BenderTube, also known as Brickmaster BrickSky. He changed his name recently. Uh, so he's oh. the guy that builds Lego in the live stream. He's actually having a live stream right now. Um, but uh, hey, Bender, happy birthday. Number 34. You're still a kid, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I want to issue my uh, sincere apologies uh, apologies to Bender because I, I had uh, committed to be on, on his live stream, and then I ended up having to work all weekend, and so... He he DM'd me and asked me if I'd like to be on the other day, and I said sure. I don't have any commitments. And then like Friday afternoon, I got uh well, I did an assignment that I knew I was in order to get completed. I was gonna have to work all weekend, so which which is fine. Yeah. I just I yeah. feel bad because I I really wanted to join them. So happy birthday! Yeah. Bender. And to celebrate his birthday, now he was building Lego. Actually, for the first hour and a half, he was troubleshooting his live stream because God, that poor that poor guy just like 
nothing went right. It was to- it was terrible. I, like I Cliff and I are with that. Yeah. Cliff yeah, Cliff and I are no strangers to technical issues, hence why our six o'clock live stream will often go on air at six forty five. Like that happens. But this right. guy was doing it while his stream was going. It was terrible. But anyway, I got a uh, I got a little James oh, Bond nice. Aston Martin Lego five that I uh that I built while on his stream. So Very cool. um yeah, and he was building stuff too, but this is what I decided to build, and so that was uh, that was fun. And there will be a link to that in the show notes because we need to monetize whatever we possibly can. Anyway, um, so that was uh, that was another order of business, and then now we can get to uh, you know the show, the stuff the that we're going to talk about. Of the so week. the news of the week. No, we don't do that anymore. It makes me sad, <laughs> but we don't do it anymore. Uh, no, uh, April, we just had our Earth Day show that went up where we talked about, um, I believe the thumbnail said sustainable all the things, which was uh, which was a, a, a little a Cliff's brain trial there. So thank you very much for that. But um, it was funny because a couple of days after we recorded that episode, I got an email um, saying here's an Earth Day thing that you could talk about. And I'm like, this would be a great thing to talk about. and But we'd already done the show. So the whole point of the, or one of the points of a Doubting Thomas monthly recap is to fill in details that we might have missed the first time around. And so this is one of those. Now we talked about... Um, we talked about on that on that podcast about how we can you know try to use less plastic, use less rubber, use just general dependence on oil, um, and so we talked about the the uh, anchor bio cables, which I don't have near me right now, but maybe Cliff has his laying around um, somewhere accessible. But so my my wife stole mine, which was oh, which was she? to be expected, yeah. right. Right, that's that's how that's how we do here. Uh, but anyway, um, one other thing that we never talked about, which honestly we really should have, it was like such low hanging fruit. I'm kind of surprised we never mentioned it. Was like cell phone recycling, and yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, people that upgrade their phones like every year, you know, whether they do like a trade in or whether they do, you know, whatever whatever they do with their old phones. I know I have a drawer full of them, and you probably do uh, do too, Cliff. But we never really talked about renewing uh, cell phones, and more importantly, um, in this particular case, uh, Samsung was actually added the Galaxy S twenty two series to its certified renewed lineup of phones which is i mean it's good you know they're certified renewed which means they've been it returned to samsung for whatever reason and samsung went over them made sure that they were all hunky-dory gave them a brand spanking new uh guarantee or one a one-year warranty yeah, and so put same them back warranty as a brand new one yeah, it, it, yeah, is it, yeah. So it's a, it's a one year warranty, which I, is that the same? I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to warranties. I don't use phones um, long enough because to Samsung's big to. about pushing just just like every other uh, phone manufacturer, big about pushing their extended warranty. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, which is great because it's it's exactly what uh, what uh, I lost my train of thought. So it's exactly what they offer with their their new phones, and then. They really are following, in my opinion, Apple's lead here because Apple's been the one that forever has sold uh, manufactured, recertified, refurbished right. products and at a right. discount. And they come with the same horrible, like, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say horrible, but I, Apple forever. Like, their their warranty on their 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 uh, 
for act for labor was like ninety days, and then after that you had to have Apple Care in order to have it. Oh, for that. so they would still, which yeah, was just now. yeah. So yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, just a few details here. The S22 Ultra, uh, certified renewed in Phantom Black, is nine hundred nineteen dollars, which is you know almost three hundred dollars off what it original its original price was, uh, and that's a uh, hundred twenty eight or two hundred fifty six gigabyte storage options. I'm sh- assuming the two hundred fifty six gigabytes would be a little bit more expensive. Sure. Uh, they've got the certified renewed uh, S22 Plus in Phantom Black at seven sixty nine, uh, which. Ballpark is about normally, 150, right. just it's under normally 999, right? Yeah, um, and then they've got the certified renewed um, S22 in phantom black and green, and that will start at 619, which is almost 200 off the uh, the original retail price. So if you're looking to get a get a new Samsung phone, but you uh, want to save yourself some Kshola. Then you can uh, look into the certified renewed program. I'll put a link to the uh, certified renewed website on the show notes for this particular episode, and that will be lovely. Yeah, so, that's great. I mean, I save yourself a little bit of money, and yeah. I mean, this is a phone that has been upgraded to Android thirteen. In fact, it got upgraded to Android thirteen pretty early, um, like in like in uh, before the turn of the year, if I remember correctly. That um, sounds right. Yeah. yeah. It's So let me ask you this. Now, I never have. So have you ever bought a certified renewed uh, phone from any phone manufacturer? Yes. Well, I have bought many certified refurbished things from manufacturers, but not a phone, actually, now that I think of yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've done certified refurbished stuff. Like, I want to say... My original headphones, the uh, the Audio Technicas, I think I got those certified re- uh, certified renewed, and that was like five years ago, and they're still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's and like in a lot of different ways. You know, they're going to test everything to make sure that it can stand up, which right. is well. Which I mean, is, I yeah, I used to say I think especially for like um, and I would say this is probably the same for Apple products, but when I would uh, talk to people who who were looking for a Mac, I said look on their site because you get the same warranty. Mm-hmm. And you actually are getting a computer that's been looked over not once but twice. Originally, when it was shipped, and then it's actually been gone over by Apple technicians. And, right. And 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 so to me, that's you're almost getting something that is that you could project to be more reliable necessarily than one that you know that that's brand new out of the box the first true. time. Very true. Uh, so Samsung For uses less. 132 point quality inspection. Uh, so they check, you know, 132 different things, you know, uh, and I want to say the Wall Street Journal did a video on like what exactly goes into like not necessarily Samsung's process, but just the general um, when you trade in a phone, what happens to it. And so um, I'll, if I could find that video, I'll put a link to that one in the show notes, too. It was actually really interesting, like what they test, how they test it, like they have uh you know, I think they, I want to say they have like color cards like this that they can like test different, you know, parts mm, of the screen, screen calibration. To make sure. like that. Yeah, sure. it's, it's really interesting. So I'll see if I can, I want to say it was Wall Street Journal. I'll see if I could dig that I up. I guess as well. is they put it on a test bed and, uh, you know, they have something that hooks up to it and goes through it and does both a, you know, a hardware and software checks oh, yeah. to see, you know, and, and then you typically, I think they take it apart. I don't know if they replace their battery in Samsung phones. I would assume that they do. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's part of the process or not. But it I'm might sure be depending can... on what the capacity is. I have no, I don't want to speculate, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Either I way, you're basically do... getting a brand new phone. <laughs> I did not do extensive research into Samsung's uh, certified renewal program before, uh, before deciding to air this, uh, but um, I will put, like, again, I'll put the uh, link to the website on the uh, show notes. And if you want to check it out, you can, mm. you're welcome to uh, do so. So that was, uh, that was that. Um, what else uh, there's like, and just like for the record, we might have to put off like half of my list of topics for next month because like, there's just a lot that happened this month that I thought, Oh, that would be good to talk about. Oh, that would be good to talk about. <laughs> um, so Cliff, I know you have a stove yes. that connects to the internet. I do. I now have a washing machine that connects to the internet. Nice. <laughs> so our washing machine died um, at the beginning of the month, so we had to walk out to the uh, local Lowe's, I believe it was, and uh, pick up a new one. And one of the things that I decided I wanted just because it sounded ridiculous was I wanted to get an internet-connected washing machine. And so I have one now. And it is named Washi McWashface. That's the best and, part of this whole thing. And um, I was just, I wanted to get your overall impressions on having internet connected appliances. Like, and I just wanted to kind of bandy that about and see like, is it important to have? Cause I'm so far not entirely convinced. <laughs> not for me, really. I think, you know, it, it was a novelty. I, it, obviously it was, it was definitely not something that I, Having it as a feature, in my case, this is an LG, um, like, range with... Mine, too. <laughs> uh, and with, with it, you can do things like register it if once you actually connect it to your Wi-Fi and then, you know, have it, it the app on your phone finds it. Right. And then you can schedule to do uh, cleanings and things like that. But all the things that you can do, for the most part, are things that you can also do just through the uh, through the buttons on the front. Right. It's right. just, you know, sometimes you may not have the manual and so it's nice to have that, you know, just to have the app on your on your phone too as an example to just be able to download a PDF, mm -hmm. view it there. And then I'm guessing that they they can actually diagnose the oven to see if, if it has any kind of issues um by it being connected to the internet. You could mm. schedule a service call. So to me that would be the other benefit of it. Okay. Assuming that assuming that the problem that you're having with the washing machine or oven is not something where as far as uh power or connectivity yeah exactly um yeah i know my i know my washing machine does have a like a self-diagnostic tool that you mm -hmm. can run now i think mine my uh, in the case of the washing machine and i can't see how this would really apply to an oven but one of the uh interesting i guess if you want to call it things is my washing machine i can actually download cycles to put into my washing like so that my washing machine will instead of like washing for 60 minutes with warm water mm -hmm. and with a pre-rinse like I can download one that'll only run for 45 minutes with cold water and you know whatever so if like one of the preset options isn't quite what I want like you can adjust it on the on the face. You could just tap the buttons and you know move. Oh, it to cold so it water it uploads whatever. presets to it, so you can just. Or you can actually download oh, like 
wash packs, I guess, if you want to call them that. Like, you could download different wash cycles. Washing machine DLC. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's free, so it doesn't cost anything yet. Um, But I'm going to find out three years from now. Oh, you want to keep that wash? That'll be $5.99. I mean, imagine now that they basically just ship one model of a wash machine similar to the way that Tesla does with a lot of, you know, not to say they have one vehicle, but... Yeah. You know, options or even like BMW, I know, is doing this. Uh, Mercedes is doing this with their vehicles where the options, the hardware is pre-installed, but you have to, it's software as a subscription or, right. or features right. as a subscription. <laughs> I could totally yeah. see, I could totally see appliances going that way too. It's, you know, less SKUs and then yeah, you so. just, you just buy the features once you get it. I, I don't know. That's interesting. So. It does that, and then it also does the. Um, it'll also like notify me on my phone when a wash cycle is complete, which is actually kind of handy. You yeah. know, you if you if you're not down in the basement when it's running, you know, you may not necessarily know when it's finished. And you know, my daughter's been doing all of our laundry because she's eager for money. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can be like up in my room. Oh, I and can't be like, wait for those days. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it gets expensive. Trust me. Um, but like, I'll get a notification on my phone and be like, you know, Hey, uh, sweetie, the laundry's done. You can go switch it now, which actually, now that I think about it, I don't <laughs> think I have that app on this phone. So I need to mm. fix that. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, it's kind of cool. And I mean, I, I, it's, it's cool. I, I just, I'm just not sure. Like I, what I'm wondering is how much did it increase the cost to build that into it and was that worth it you know i mean that's that's really the big the big question like as it turns out there's a lot of utility in a washing machine that you know comes from being connected to the internet but you know for a stove it's not like you can download different temperatures or anything it's like when when (laughs) when, when amazon introduced their alexa connected microwave I can yes. see more benefits with that if you were able to download things and and you know what I mean like I I could see some appliances that would benefit uh, I guess more from it than than others. Right. Um oven not really being one of those except for the rare time when you've got to have something diagnosed or if you're at home and you say I forgot to clean my oven and so it does you know set it into self-cleaning you know while you're away. I yeah. Yeah, and actually one thing that the washing machine does is it uh it recommends every like 30 cycles you do like just a clean wash mm-hmm. cycle. Mm-hmm. So it actually tracks that in the app. And then um, another thing it does, which my daughter doesn't particularly like, is she's been keeping track of how many loads of laundry she's done. Well, I can it. I can keep track of how many loads of laundry <laughs> she's done. And the other day, our numbers did not match. <laughs> so, um, and go figure, her number was higher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... That's my daughter's funny. a little con artist, and I love her for it. <laughs> but uh, sneaky, little sneaky, sneaky, sir. You know, I appreciate the fact that my kids try to lie, and I just wish they were a little better at it. <laughs> I would say it's good that they're not. Well, no, I mean now better. it's fine, but I mean that is a legit skill that you need to know. <laughs> like you need to know how to lie if you're gonna get through stuff. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, so that was that. I mean, again, nothing. Parenting advice for Madam Tap. Teach your kids how to lie, but um, anyway, so uh, so that that was a fun thing that happened. Um, another fun thing that happened was uh, nearby share came to PC, which is, 
I mean, it changed my workflow. I don't know about you, Cliff, but it's it's pretty so, awesome. So here's my thing, right? Um, my my work PC is the is the main Windows PC that I work with all the time, and and because mm -hmm. of the nature of the business that I work in, and and this is actually outside of. Oh, you haven't been uh, able to It's very locked down, so there's no way for me to install it. And then oh, that sucks. I have an ARM-based surface that I use as sort of my, like, around the house. So you haven't been able to install that either. Because it does not support ARM. Oh, exactly. Oh, so Big hugs. <laughs> you know. I mean, here's my thing. Let's talk about nearby share first, what it is, yeah. and then I'll... Yeah, I'll... yeah, yeah. So... So... Uh, for, uh, okay no no you go you go ahead you yeah, used so it so nearby share is basically a protocol that allows you to transfer files in between devices um it's kind of android's answer to airdrop if you will but up until recently it has been limited to just android to android devices and what we're talking about here is google released a beta um, uh, a beta nearby share app for um, for PC. So you can actually nearby share from your phone to your PC and you could share basically anything. You can share URLs. You can share photos, which is pretty much what I've been doing with it. You can share videos. You can just transfer any content. It's part of the share sheet in Android. Um, mm -hmm. You just tap nearby share and basically anything that you can share you can send it now to your PC, which is... Basically, I guess if you're on the same network. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, as long as you're on the same network and as long as you're in each other's contacts. Now, mm. I'm not entirely sure how Nearby Share works with... Um, oh, you know what? You have to sign in. So, you know what? I, I, so I would assume oh, okay. it's probably based on your sign-in. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, so it, it's cool. So basically, what I what I've been doing with it primarily is I'll take that's got to be a godsend for you getting stuff oh on my your God. phone. Yeah. So I'll have like some product here that I'm writing a review about. I'll take a picture of it. I'll nearby share it to my computer, and then I could just import it right into the review. Um, and you can configure it different ways. Um, so you can configure it so that you can only receive from your contacts. In this case, it would be your Google contacts. Um, and you can uh, configure it so you only receive from other devices that you're signed into. So if I, you know, my wife wants to send me something to her to the computer, she can. But if I didn't want to that, I could just set it to receive from devices that I'm signed into. Gotcha. Um, but uh, and then basically, just what it, the way it works is, it does it. You designate a folder where it'll put those files. And in my case, I made a shortcut to that folder in Windows Explorer. So I just send it over, I click on that folder, and then I can either sort it or just drag it from nearby share straight into, you know, a review or something if I need right. to. And, and conversely, uh, Microsoft just introduced iOS support. Yeah. Or iPhone support for Windows My Phone or whatever it's Yeah, called. Windows, what is that called? Uh, your Phone. I your think Phone, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also exciting for me. Um, of course, yeah, because you've been using an iPhone. I have been, and and I'm actually. This is again where I'm like, do I really want to <coughs> use this on my work computer, and and for them to technically have access to all of my iMessage? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. So again, this isn't that useful for me, but it is. I'm sure that for the, you know, twenty percent 
ten percent of whatever it is of of people who are uh, an iPhone user and a Windows user. That's very yeah. useful. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually probably a fairly small slice in that particular mm-hmm. Venn diagram. Um, because you know, and, and and as they probably should, you know, most iPhone users will be using a MacBook or a Mac, you know, a Mac uh, computer of some sort. And I say as they should because they work so well together. Right. You know, well, and this uh, is sort of again mirroring a feature that iOS has with uh, with macOS, in that you have nearby share, but then you also have uh, you know the ability to use uh, iMessage on on your Mac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's which is part of what this gives access to. I, I, I haven't used it yet, so I'm, I'm curious to see what the differences are between like using an Android phone versus iOS in terms of like. I know with Samsung phones, you can actually launch apps. Yeah. Through it, I, I'm yeah. guessing this is they doesn't have like file system access and stuff because no, Apple stuff is no, so much it, more locked down. It definitely does not, and I have not set it up, even though I do have an iPhone. So Cliff, in like. Eight months when I switch back to iPhone again. Actually, it's not going to be eight months. Shit, we're already in May. So like three or four months when I switch right. back to uh, uh, iPhone. My God, yeah, where are, where are this... you in your cycle right now? Because I you had talked this year about going Samsung and then maybe Samsung OnePlus or Google. Yeah, and then Samsung. Oh, so you're and almost Pixel. on the Pixel level here. I, I almost am, and so I, yeah. Uh, so I I am using the the <laughs> yeah. Galaxy Ultra now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just moved back into that this this weekend because I was doing a review of the OnePlus Pad, and to kind of get in that spirit, I moved back into the OnePlus Eleven. Which, by the way, our review for the OnePlus Eleven is going to be coming in May, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, I was using the OnePlus 11 pretty much most of the month of April because I was doing the OnePlus Pad review. Not that they really have any kind of interoperability, not yet. They will. Um, yeah, it was in like June. that was one of the that was one of the stated features of it, right? The, as far as a, uh, a a benefit of having both a OnePlus phone and a it OnePlus tab, so it will be okay. <laughs> it will be in June. How the hell did they not ship that I... out of the box? Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so because of that, since the OnePlus Pad review went up at SlashGear.com, I'll put a link in the, to that in the show notes. I need to write down all the stuff I'm supposed to be putting links in the show notes for. Um, uh, but anyway, um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, but anyway, since I'm done with that review, I moved back. I figured, well, heck, I bought this phone back in February and I've used it maybe a total of two weeks since then. So maybe I should actually use the phone for a little while. Right. Because seems like a plan. Good plan. There's yeah. a, there is a new flood of review devices coming soon. So That's I want to get, I want to get some, some time into it before I have to switch. Go away, dog. Uh, but anyway, um, so what else do I need to put into talk for a minute while I write, uh, write down what else I need to put in? The, I'm here talking. No, I, I yeah, I do find that it, it just because I it seems like this this uh, the the OnePlus Pad whose name I forget as far as the official name of it. But, it's the uh, OnePlus Pad. That is. Is it the OnePlus Pad? Okay. Yep. Uh, it shares some DNA with uh, I believe there's an Oppo uh, that's already out. Uh, yeah, or that will be yeah. here soon. Even the hardware design, it has that large circular uh, camera pod on the back. Um, right. And so you would think that between 
you know, Oxygen OS and, and Color OS that they would have already had that feature implemented, but maybe not. I don't know. Just you would seems, think so. Just seems yeah. very strange to me. I, I don't well, I get it. You know, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I know that's neither here nor there. That it's is just not there. something that I had control over. And if it was, it would definitely would have been handled differently. But let's just move on, shall we? Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so I and and I was going to point out that you know being back on the uh, on the S twenty two Ultra, I'm enjoying the S twenty three Ultra rather. I'm enjoying the fact that I can uh, you know launch apps if I need to. You know, there still isn't a really strong use case in my world for launching Android apps on a PC. Like, I just... The one thing that I'll usually do that actually kind of makes a little bit of sense is if I'm expecting a package, I will open up my home security app Mm. and watch the camera, and I'll put that up like in a corner somewhere so that I can see when the FedEx guy gets and you're here. And you're doing this through the Android subsystem in, that's that's built into Windows, or that you can have installed well, into Windows, or are you doing it through Samsung? I'm doing it through Samsung. Okay. So, and that actually works whether I have the Samsung, you know, whether the Samsung is my phone or not, because even when it's not, I'm on Wi-Fi, so I can still use mm. that app. Right. So, but I mean, like, you know, it's not like I'm going to play Angry Birds on my PC or anything. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not going to play Call of Duty Mobile on my PC. It's just, it, there's just not, like, the apps that I use on my phone, I use on my phone. Right. And it's... You know? It's yeah. it was a promise in Windows 11 for you know the, for there to be Android integration, yeah. which which it's there if you wanted and and kind of, but but here's the thing, I mean, it, whether it's coming from your Samsung phone or whether you're using uh, the beta feature that that uh, uh, Microsoft has now and in Amazon's 11, crappy app store. <laughs> There, I think there is a way to sideload Google Play services and things no, like that. That's maybe and then hard pass. I know it just seems <laughs> like why. Yeah, but but okay. So going back to that, it's just it's still not an app for the most part that's going to be optimized for the aspect ratio of your screen, right? The usage case. I mean, I mean, right. Not all of my PCs even have a touch screen, so. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah, I could, but am I really going to yeah. answer? No, I'm not. So, well, that's but, to uh, me like yeah. I don't understand the the hard push from some people for iOS and macOS to be integrated and together and and to add a touchscreen to macOS well, devices. Again, I mean, because yeah. you can, I guess. And I and I mean Mac OS and and iOS and iPad OS are are definitely especially uh, iPad OS and Mac OS are you know kind of headed together. I, it seems I like use, in terms of... I use a touchscreen on my laptop. Like if my laptop has a touchscreen, I will use it. So like I don't think it's a matter of the operating system. I think it's a matter of just people just want to touch their screens for some reason. They want to do the the gorilla arm thing. I think as Michael Fisher used to call it, where you like reach over and you tap things on your screen as opposed to using the mouse. Because like when I was using the OnePlus banana, Pad banana. for work, I would I would do that. Like I would be like, oh, tap 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 tap, and then you know tap and then type 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 and then tap. You know I would do that. That was not a weird thing for me to do. Um, you know, when I was reviewing the um, uh, the Surface Laptop 5, which that's pending, hasn't published yet, but 
um, when I was reviewing that, I was using that as a touchscreen as well. So, um, I mean, I, I, mean I, I totally get it. I do, you, but again, you know, whether it's going back and going to the Windows Store and, and using apps that might have been, maybe you're still designed for like Windows 8, or right. or using Android apps on, on Windows, or again, using um, iPad apps on a Mac, I just don't find it that useful. And even yeah. when it has a touchscreen, because it's the interactions just aren't great when you're when you're touching something that's near vertical. And I don't yeah. know. I actually find using a stylus and holding, you know, like like a, a two in one that folds backwards, yeah. or or like the Surface where I can just pop off the keyboard. That where it, where I'm interacting with it, and it's a little closer, and then it just then it a makes more, more sense to me. But but yeah. I mean, this is all maybe semantics is the wrong yeah. word because everybody has their own. Yeah, uh, things that they prefer, but we're not going to get here young. I still feel like we're a few years off from any operating system truly being like touch optimized and it totally making sense because it it kind of feels like um, you know like a like a like something that's stuck on if you like you're talking you know what I mean like it's it wasn't designed for it originally so they added it on yeah and it's like an appendage that maybe just really isn't designed to work as well with the i don't know what i'm saying but. right right no i i get what yeah, you're saying it's just it's, it's it doesn't feel cohesive right now to right. me anyway speaking of not feeling cohesive do we want to talk about twitter <laughs> do we i mean do we really do we do we want to talk about no, twitter I, I don't i'm so tired of it cuz i, I mean, I'll, I'll i will let me just say this just if we do want to i don't i'm not even talking about the musk the 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 uh, Elno stuff, as as you would say. I don't know how but, you talk about one without the other, but sure, we'll go for it. Well, I just okay. So for me, one of the things that has pushed me away from using Twitter is the fact that there are no uh, third party Twitter apps anymore. And I had right. not used the original Twitter app in so long, I had forgotten how bad it was. I or mean, at least I, from, I only I've only ever used it. <laughs> so for me having to deal with ads now and then you have the following and then the basically like a curated set of tweets that it also tries oh, yeah, to force you into it's horrible yeah and yeah. then like the direct messages are kind of buried and notifications are just it's it's there's so much noise that it it does not feel pure so i i have used a few uh you know competing services if you can call them that like t2 social mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, some different flavors of apps for Mastodon. And it's just, yes, this is what I want as far as the clean experience. And and what does it say about your like the first-party app that it's so bad, at least from what I'm used to, that it's actually pushing me away from using Twitter more than like any of the drama surrounding all the stuff behind the scenes and the ownership and the politics yeah. and all of yeah. that. That's how... That's how bad it is to me. I don't like. I just don't enjoy using it. They even destroyed. They they just redid TweakDeck, and added all those things in. Oh really? The user interface and it's ruined it for me. Yes. Mm. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's interesting because like I have found that recently I only go on Twitter to complain about Twitter, (laughs) Um, and so like, but it's interesting because like I'm very caught up in the drama and the politics of it, and like you don't care. You're you're just more about the you know the practical using of the app. Which but but what's interesting is is that both of us are equally turned off to it, and like and you mentioned T two. That's the one that I've 
you know, I tried Mastodon. That was a that was an utter failure. So T two has actually kind of kept my attention for the last yeah. week and a half or so. The small community um, is really nice in it right now. But exactly, but you know, Blue Sky is another one, and I know right. a lot of people are jonesing for you know invites to that. I just like I, and you know what? I just I can't really figure out why I don't like Twitter. Except to say that I don't really, I, it, I, I want, I, I, I want to think it's more than just the blue check thing, because look, I don't care about my blue check. I never have cared about my blue check, but, and I don't care that it's gone. But at the same time, like I see what Elno is doing with it, and that's yeah. pissing me off. It is. Like, it is so strange to just be gifting certain influencers or celebrities. It's not strange at all. Without paying for it. It's not strange at all. I mean, here's, and and this is why I really want someone to sue over it, because I want to find the email where someone in Twitter HQ said, now that we've gotten rid of blue check marks and nobody has, none of the popular people, none of the celebrities have actually forked out for it. All the people that did are now feeling bad because before they right. felt bad because they didn't have a blue check and everybody else did. Now they feel bad because they have a blue check and nobody else does. Right. And so, like, I bet there is an email somewhere that says, what if we just gave a blue check to everybody who has a million followers or more just so that the simps that all paid for it to begin with don't feel bad anymore? Like, I bet that email exists. And Something like that, yeah. Someone needs to sue so that we can find that out it, in discovery. I, it doesn't but, feel it doesn't feel that specific to me. It feels much more arbitrary than that, where they just oh, it could, yeah, it could be that too. It feels like, more like the whim of Elno almost. Yeah, and like, then maybe you know some emails that he got and um, saying you know, uh oh. Right. And, you know, I've gotten a couple of and I've and I've posted screenshots of these to Twitter. I've had a couple of, um, you know, notifications that says so and so subscribe to, um, you know, the Babylon B. You should subscribe too. And I'm just like, nobody I know subscribe to that piece of crap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to know who that is so I can unfollow them. You know, like it's, it's again just, part of the noise that I was talking about with the the the. the the official Twitter app. I don't need to see all of that. I, I have mean, been on Twitter is... since I have been on Twitter since 2007. Yeah. I I have I have I I at one point, you know, I at my highest point I had around 1300 followers, not a whole lot. And I had right. a similar amount of people that I followed and right. I whittled down purposefully to cut down on the noise of my um the who I followed down follow. to around 400ish. Yeah. Yeah, I and, do that and every now and then. I, right. I prune. <laughs> it's the, the, the you know triaging your your followers, and it's it, because I mean the first time I had done it, I mean there was you know people that hadn't been active in years, accounts that hadn't been active in years, and and my point being that I even on an app that was from a third party and didn't have all the extra stuff from the official Twitter app, I still wanted to pare it down, right, um, so that it was easier to consume. And now that I'm back on the now that I'm on the Twitter app, the official Twitter app, it's just parsing through all of that to just see what I really want to see is is a lot. And it yeah. pushes me away from wanting to use it. Yeah, it's that and like, well, see, uh, you know what? I'm done. 
I know. I what else can you say? There, there, uh, it's just there, so much. There's so much more lot. that we could say, but mm-hmm. I just, I yeah, I'm like, I'm just. It gives so, me a I'm, headache. I'll be honest. What, what, what bothers me, I think, the most is that by putting blue checks on people that didn't ask for them, like specifically didn't ask for them, right. and like specifically said. I don't want this. Take it away. And I don't know if he is or not, but um, by putting those blue check marks on those people, honesty is out the window. Like, right. and this is the same guy that rails against the media for having an agenda. You want to know who has agenda? People that put fucking blue check marks on celebrities just to make their shit look fun. I mean, that's that's people with an agenda. For okay, sure. can I just can I just fucking write about phones and like not have to worry about whether Elon hates me or not because you know I'm I'm sorry I feel a little attacked even though I'm barely a journalist um but I think, just, I think oh, so oh, oh with you being a journalism and his attacks on yeah yeah I, I do see what you're saying but but it's also you know they're trying to establish the value of the blue check right there is no check there is no value right now there really isn't. You know who the value is for? Everybody else. So that, well, that's who it used to be. That's not the case anymore. Well, that's what the, I'm saying. It's the almost, blue check is just a badge of honor to say, I give Elon eight bucks a month. Bucks I mean, that's, month. that's that all is, it is. That is he, the value of a blue oh, check. Mark. So to me, while they are getting more revenue from Twitter, or, or you know, they, he says that they're about to break even. No, they're I not. just, I wonder how much of that is just from it. Assuming that what he said was true, or close to true, that how much of that is just the amount of staff? Oh, did you see as an as an example? He uh, is now reducing the amount of maternity or parental leave. Parental leave is what it said. So of course, parental leave from uh, twenty weeks to two. You know what? I hope. I honestly hope that Twitter burns to the ground, and I hope it takes Tesla and SpaceX with it. <laughs> wow. I mean, at this point. I, I I I would I would pay you know what I would pay eight bucks a month for? To watch Elon Musk live in a fucking gutter for the next for the rest <laughs> of his life. That's what I and you know what? I would keep paying eight bucks a month every month for the rest of my life to watch that asshole not have a place to live because he pissed it all away on a stupid piece of shit he knew nothing about. And and something that he was passionate about but didn't know the business side of it. And yeah. then and then it, you know, this whole this whole uh culture of working 80 hours a week and 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 you know pushing cutting benefits because we're not making enough money meanwhile he's you know dating a celebrity and and, and flying going on, on talk jets. shows and flying on private jets and it's just yeah it's not equitable yeah to, anyway yeah and then, i'm not talking even talking about, the, about the politics of its side it just it just from some it, as an example the company i work for now has amazing leadership okay and and they set an example by the things that they are willing to do as an example right like Mm -hmm. if if i'm not willing to get down in the trenches and do the same things that you know if you're asked to work on a weekend and we all come in and you know let's just say hypothetically we cleaned the the office right she would be in there cleaning the office can you see i can't see tweet uh, tweet lawn twitter lawn uh, Elon Musk see. doesn't sleep at the office. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There, there is no. Uh, there, the, he is not setting a good example for what he expects expects for everybody else to do. Now, 
and the company that I work for is much smaller. Yeah. yeah, but even but you if know it's, what? I could prove that he won't do what he makes his employees do because he makes his employees come into the office forty hours a week. He is the CEO of three different companies. Which, by the way, eight times three is twenty-four. So unless he has some type of magical transporter right. powers, he's not in SpaceX's, Tesla's, and Twitter's offices for the eight, requisite eight hours every day. So, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's just math. <laughs> that's just math, people. And I don't want to sit here and, and and bash Twitter personally. I don't want to bash Twitter or Tesla I don't want or to SpaceX. I don't yeah. either because I'm not there because I'm not experience, experiencing it firsthand. But, you know, uh, I think it's remarkable how the narrative has turned on just in, qu- in quotes, Elon Musk. Right. In less than a year. It's yeah. amazing. So yep. I'll just leave it at that. Just wanted to burn. That's all I want. So um, speaking of Twitter. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I kind of owe a little bit of an apology to my listeners because this has actually happened a lot and I haven't really given it a lot of thought, but like a lot of, uh, a lot of our listeners will DM me on Twitter because my DMs are open and, um, this one in particular came in and, you know, normally what I'll do when I get a DM is I'll just reply because that's what one does with replies or hits block, you know, either way. Um, <laughs> but normally I'll just reply and I won't give it a second thought, but you know, it occurs to me, I should, I should read these, I should read these, uh, on the air because, you know, people are engaging and active and that's, that's Especially fun. if they're super juicy and personal. <clears throat> well, yeah. And this one had <laughs> dick pics. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't. Nice. Uh, but no, uh, this one came from uh, his Twitter handles Antman. I don't know. I don't believe his profile has a name associated with it, but um, he will comment every now and then on uh, you know different episodes. And in this particular case, um, uh, in this particular case, he says, "Hey man, I just heard the latest Doubting Thomas monthly recap. I can understand your argument that tablets are not as useful, but pilots use tablets for flying." Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mostly the iPad Mini, actually. I'm sorry? Mostly the iPad Mini. Oh, that pilots use? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says, I fly small planes right now, and the apps we use are exclusively iPads, sadly. There you go. Um, However, airline pilots also use tablets for flying, and it's important that we need them for maps and where we need to go and the information we need for the airport. And it says, granted, after we fly, it may just sit around, but it's still useful during the actual flight. And I know it's a niche community, but having a foldable may be hard. I think I think what he's referring to is a month ago, and this is a long month ago, so I'm not entirely positive what our conversation was. But I think we kind of talked about, like, tablets having utility beyond when they're just being used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, he, he brings up a good point. Like, you know, it's important for pilots to have... Well, I think the um, conversation that we had was was how they're used a lot in medical facilities, right? So I I think we discuss if we haven't didn't discuss it on that episode, we've discussed it before. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I feel especially with iPads, um, not just tablets, but iPads, and maybe depending on what it is, a Surface too, just because Windows. Um. But yeah, there are definitely specific use cases. Just it's for me. And I think this is what we were talking about. It's just the fact that I, I'll i get an iPad and like think that I'm going to have all these uses for it. Like, oh, I'm going to show my portfolio on it as a graphic designer. And, and, I'm, and I just end up not 
using it and it just becomes a media consumption device and then yeah half the time it's not charged because i forget to charge it and it's sitting on the table and so i just end up using my phone so that's right. kind of where it is but yeah you know i i said the ipad mini for uh i i have seen the ipad mini used for like um as far as an aviation I have a cat in here. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go. I have a dog here that's here. been flapping his head for the last hour. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, but the iPad mini I've seen used in like non-commercial flight, like in private, uh, just private planes, uh, usually like a, you know, a prop based. And then, right. yeah, I, I have seen the I, iPads used in cockpits uh, of like commercial airliners. And yeah, they, they like put their route, the, the, their routes on them. And then I, I, they can control quite a few different things. They just have like, Usually, if you're the pilot, it's like it's just mounted like to the left, and it just slots in there. Right, and then any yeah. Anyway, I could see how that's very useful. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, one thing I just as part of the introduction of my OnePlus OnePlus Pad review, you know, I, I put truth be told, the thing the tablets are most useful for is content consumption. They're essentially Netflix boxes. Maybe they don't start out that way, but that's usually where they end mm-hmm. up. So like, and I can think of like a lot of people in, you know, a lot of situations where I've thought to myself, gosh, I'd really love to get that tablet so that I could, you know, X, Y, Z, and it ends up sitting on my shelf, you know, as a Netflix box. So, um, can you imagine the the potential utility of an iPhone foldable, but it's got, it's got like an M2 or something in it, a foldable screen, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. see that I could get behind, and I—I I oh, mean, yeah. I could imagine paying fifteen hundred dollars for that. Oh, sure, sure, in a second, yeah. in a second. Um, but at the same time, like you know, and you know, I was—I've been thinking about tablets just in general, and I think one of the one of the criticisms for Android is that like they're not as they're not as optimized for tablets as like iOS is. But then I ask myself, like, is iOS really all that optimized? I mean, like iOS has a separate ecosystem for apps on larger screen devices, but I mean, are those apps necessarily that much better? Hi, cat. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's a question that I don't think necessarily has the right answer, has a right answer. I think basically what it boils down to is if you want to use a tablet, use a tablet. That's great. Sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a reason that some people, you know, enjoy using a foldable and some people, yeah. some people enjoy using iOS and some people enjoy using Windows and, you know, Indeed. all flavors for all, all sorts of appetites. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's legit. I think that's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that is legit. So then we have like just one last thing that I want to talk about. And this is mainly just because I kind of pitched this as an editorial on Slash Gear and it got rejected. So this is my outlet now. I want to talk a little bit about 100x Zoom. Um, so this month I did a review of the Honor, of Honor 5 Pro. Honor, Honor Magic 5 Pro names. Anyway, I did a, I did a review of that, and one of the things that it um, that it points out, in fact, I believe it's actually written on the case, <laughs> is that it has 100x zoom. I don't have the phone within reach right now, but it mm-hmm. it it's, it supports 100x zoom, and so part of the review that I that I did was I took it out. And um, I uh, I took a couple of side by side photos with the um, with the uh, the uh, the honor fifty um, X whatever it's called. magic Pro- magic honor magic 
5 Pro oh, five. and the Samsung Galaxy S23 mm. side by side to see how 100x zoom, you know, works out. And as it turns out, they're both pretty terrible. Um <laughs> like Wait, and, the the Honor had a 100x zoom on too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a, now, Does it have I swear to god I just said that. <laughs> no, you did. I just I I I think it just hit me though. And I I didn't realize that. Now, does it use like a pancake lens or is it just a giant high resolution sensor like what's the deal with it? so it has a, it, i mean it's a hybrid zoom you know just like mm. samsung it has an uh 3x optical lens in there and then it has you know then it just does everything with the uh hybrid okay so you know what i'm just gonna share something here real quick yeah show the images and in order double. to do this i'm gonna need to move that over there and i was not planning on doing this so here we are it's okay. Um, We're gonna. We just. We love hearing you talk about you move your your windows around. No. So I I have got some experience with the S S twenty two Ultra and a hundred times zoom, moon moon zoom or whatever they right marketed right. it as. And okay, I'm gonna do for it me. Way. It was definitely more of a. It wasn't a sticker cam, so to speak, but it's one of those things that I never found myself using like that full 100 times zoom now the 10x zoom was brilliant on it mm -hmm. like i i really enjoyed it so i can imagine how like so, for i for spying on people it'd be fantastic but i would never do such a thing creeper mode so uh, anyway so here's what i wanted to show you uh real quick is you can see it says 100x right in the middle of the mm. uh, right in the middle of the lens so, I mean, they're not being subtle about it either. They say that they can do 100x zoom. So, let's scroll down and show you the side-by-sides. So, like, gross. <laughs> um, so, like, on the left uh, for all these shots is the Samsung phone, and on the oh, right God. is the Honor. The Samsung is so much better. <laughs> it's better, but it's not good. <laughs> well. Like, neither of these are good. They look like watercolor paintings. <laughs> Yes. Like yes, you, they know, do. you know they, they they look like those the Actually Picassos. it looks like it looks like a photo from a flip phone from 2002. Well that too. But it looks like that Picasso where you stand back and like it looks like a, pe a bunch of people having a picnic but when you get up close it's just a bunch of little smudges and dots. That's mm -hmm. what this is. I mean that's you could read the number 51 on the side of the uh on the side of the firefighters thing and you can basically tell that these are humans. But I mean, beyond that, like even the clock, you would think a clock would be so easy because it's all angular and it's all straight and the algorithm does not have to do any heavy lifting here. Even that kind of looks like crap. But that being said, I still will maintain that 100x zoom is kind of useful. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Um, when I was vacationing in Hawaii, we, you know, our, our balcony was right up on the, uh, on the ocean and we looked out and we saw this, 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 this kite thing, like just blowing in the breeze. Like, and you could tell, you know, it was a surfer, or like some type of like, you know, but like we parasailing. couldn't tell, we couldn't tell, are you windsurfing? Are you parasailing? Right. Like, what is it? And so I got out my phone and I think this is the right video. So, yeah, you can see, like, right there. See, that's the guy. That's mm -hmm. the windsurfer there. So you can see that there's a windsurfer, but then once you zoom in, did he go in? Did I get it any bigger? 
Oh, God, look at the fringing. No, I guess not. Um, maybe that's not the right video, but <laughs> I guess I'll just let you look at my... Oh, no, okay. So I thought it was... I thought you could see, like... You could actually see the boat pulling along, and now it oh. won't load at all. Uh, you could actually see the boat pulling along the windsurfer... And so you, yeah, I guess that's kind of what this is down here. It's it's really hard to tell, but you can see, oh, mm. that's a boat that's pulling these Some people pixels. along. That is a boat, right? But like that are a boat from this view, you can't tell what's going on here. You just see this like blue dot hovering around in the uh, in the corner. Now, similarly, when I go back to the Honor Magic review, when I took a picture of this building, this U.S. Cellular building here, which, by the way, U.S. Cellular awesome um when i took a picture of this i did not see those people on top of the building like hmm. it was only once i zoomed in that like oh there's people up there that's fun well that's interesting is u.s cellular based in chicago i think they have offices here i don't know if it's ah, necessarily gotcha. based in chicago but yeah i just they, that that building's been there forever hmm. um but anyway like i Still did got not the old see... logo it, they do. I did not see that there were people on top of that building until I busted out the 100x zoom, and suddenly I can see those people. Now, is that terribly useful? Not really. Um, you know, it's kind of like that scene in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where like uh, Robin Hood, uh, Kevin Costner discovers the uh, the uh, um, the uh, telescope for the first time. And he's oh, like, you know, puts it he up, like puts sees it the people and he's like, oh, my God, they're right here. And like, you know, <laughs> it allows you to see things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to see with the naked eye. But beyond that, yeah, 100x zoom kind of sucks no matter who does it. Like, I know Xiaomi does it. I know Samsung does it. I know Honor does it. There's probably some others that also do it. And maybe under some very specific circumstances, it might matter that you could capture something slightly usable. But for the most part, it's garbage. But it is still useful for situations it's, like this. It's useful garbage. It's useful garbage. And I mean, really, <laughs> that was that was the thesis of my of my uh, editorial. And now that I've said it out loud, I can understand why they passed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that's uh, that. That was it. That's that's what I wanted to talk about in terms of like hundred X Zoom. Have you found any? Hear me out. For it? Useful garbage. Have you found any uses for 100x zoom that like maybe I'm missing or something? I don't know. I mean, you just made the case for creeping. I can see how that's a yeah, a, a good thing. You know, no, I mean that's that's literally what I've used 100x zoom for before. Actually, specifically, what I've tried to do with my S22 Ultra is I will, you know, you'll see the the airplane in the sky with the contrails yeah. coming off of it. Yeah, and so I. I have tried to use the hundred times zoom, but here the thing is, you don't realize how fast they're actually going until oh, you start yeah. cropping in. It's it's like ah. this across your frame. Or I'm let's see, I'm trying to find my like my finger. It it really is like this. Oh when yeah. You, when you get in that close, and and you still can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm always just interested because I love airplanes, and and I'm always like, I wonder what kind that is. Like I can tell it's probably got it's probably two engines because it's got. Two contrails coming off, or yeah. you know, lots and of And even anyway. just like holding something like the moon in frame for any amount of time is like damn near impossible. Right, yeah. Because like the slightest shake in your hand and you're Yeah, exactly. You know? It is it is hard. This has definitely been the pets episode. It has been. I just threw water on them so they go away. So we'll see <laughs> it works really well. 
But uh, now, that, now that I've gotten rid of my dog, I have a spray bottle down here for when my cats bother me when I'm working. Well, there you go. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, that was that was my whole thing on 100x Zoom. I I feel like I could have written 800 words about that, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, any other thoughts that you wanted to share before we wrap things up here? Because it's already been an hour. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're about there. I am. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to reviewing the OnePlus 11. It's been a while since yes. I've reviewed a phone. Yeah, I want to hear um, what you have to say about it. For sure. Because I already, uh, I already wrote. I'm, mine. I am daily carrying it for the most part with my iPhone. So nice. I nice. am. I am uh, some form of two phones. Definitely not the captain. But. Well, cool, 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 cool. Well, I think then I, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And I want to I want to ask you to please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review. And if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and smash that bell so you can be notified of new episodes and reviews as they drop. And if you want some early access, jump on to Patreon at patreon.com slash benefit of a doubt. I would like to thank co-producer Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes, but most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening and for giving us the benefit of the doubt.